Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast. We're at episode 72, and I am your host, Dr. Abby Medcalf. You are listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with Dr. Abby Medcalf. Change your relationship even if your partner won't do a thing. Okay, I'm really excited about today's podcast. I know I say it a lot. Leave me alone. I'm excited. I'm here alone in my office. I got to get excited about something, right? So (laughs) I love talking to you. We're going to talk about listening today, and I'm going to teach you some very specific things, which I'm I'm really, th- these are so important, and I'm laughing because uh, we say in the counseling world that we teach what we need to learn, and I have to tell you, because I'm a little impatient, I know you find that hard to believe, but I am, uh, I'm not always the best listener when I'm not in session. When I'm in session with clients, I'm a rock star. I, I hear a lot like, wow, I can't believe you remembered that thing I told you, you know, years ago or whatever, or the thing I kind of mentioned. I Because I'm sitting there and I'm just completely tuned in and I've to these people in front of me or the person in front of me. And or on the phone, it doesn't matter to me how I'm doing the session. Uh, and I've been doing it so long that, you know, there's like a muscle memory to it. And you really, you know, as soon as I kind of, you know, I always set intention before I meet with someone, just takes a second. And then as we're sitting there, I'm just really there. And I'm not saying I'm perfect or anything, but it, I'm really good at that. However, in my personal life, I don't know if I use up all my good listening <laughs> at work. It's just like the cobblers, kids have no shoes or whatever. Um, But I know that uh, my son has actually been calling me out a lot for not listening well, Uh, you know, interrupting him, doing the things. I'm going to tell you today what not to do and to do. And so (laughs) I'm doing this for myself just as much as you. Uh, Hopefully you're listening, but if you're not, I need to know this too. There you go. So I'm going to go over the, like just the general rules for being a great listener today. 
Um, and I'm going to, I'm actually going to start with the five steps to great listening because you got to have them and then some general rules and then what to pay attention to when you do speak, just a few things. I'm going to keep everything real tight today. So you have just a few things to focus on, you know, not like a hundred different things. And the, this will make you a great listener, which means you'll be a communication rock star because you can't have great communication without some great listening. Makes sense, right? And this is how we're wrapping up communication month here at Team Medcalf. I've been talking all month about communication. If you haven't been listening, you can go back and do that. You should, because uh, it's awesome. And uh, I just want to make sure everybody knows that I also have a YouTube channel. And if you don't feel like listening, uh, you can watch me. And so what I do each week is I take whatever topic it is and I do this podcast. I then have a blog post that corresponds. There's show notes, but they're kind of short. They're really just linked to the podcast. But I do have a full blog post if you want to really get kind of everything I say here on the podcast, if you want to get all that. And then uh, at the end, uh, I also do the connection quickie, which is a, a video on YouTube that's no more than 10 minutes. It's usually somewhere between five and 10 minutes and uh, seven or eight minutes. And it's a, I, I just give you all these tools and tips and all that great stuff just in a quick, easy format. Um, so if you'd rather uh, listen or read or watch, however you like to do it and absorb your information, or if you, I do say slightly different things in each format just because that's how it goes. And so if you just want to really cement in the fabulous learning, you can go to all those. So I'd love to see you on the uh, on my YouTube channel. And I will link to that in the show notes so you can find it easily because who doesn't want to find it easily? Let's just jump in. Now, <laughs> So have you ever been chatting with someone and you kind of woke up in the middle of the conversation? Have you ever <laughs> have you ever had this? I haven't. I'm always listening to you. When you're talking to me, I am 100% there. <laughs> um, but maybe this is happening to you. Or maybe you had a dialogue at work and then you couldn't remember anything about it just a half hour later. You you had this talk and then a half hour later you're like, what? What was that? So a lot of people think that listening is automatic, right? You know, you're just listening and it's automatic and it happens. Nope. Hearing is automatic. Listening is a learned skill. And as you know, that's what I teach. I teach the skills of fabulous relationships, which are, you know, everything from self-confidence to listening to communicating to, uh, you know, uh, talking about your feelings, all of these things are skills. And like any skill, if you practice it enough, you get better at it. So whether or not you've been a great listener in the past uh, has no bearing. You can totally be a great listener today and into the future with just these few things I'm going to teach you. And so hearing someone, that's the skill and you have to you have to practice it. And those who are best at hearing, they do best in all the relationships for sure. From work, to romance, to parenting, doesn't matter. When you're a really good listener, you do really well everywhere with communicating. And I love this stat. You know, I always have to throw in some research. According to Rebecca, I think it's Shafir, and I apologize for how to say her name. She's a communication expert. She has a great book um, that I read, or a book I like, I should say, I liked a lot, called The Zen of Listening. And I'll link to it in the show notes also. And in her book, she said that only, that people only remember about 25% of what someone said 
just a few minutes after our conversation is over. Yikes. So, uh, but I do think that's true. And I know I had feedback in the past about the podcast, like having too much information. So I've been trying to really pare down what I talk about and distill it into, so it's not quite so much to take in. So you can just sort of have your, you know, five steps and be done. And there's not 50 steps and there's <laughs> and there's not 40 other things I'm going to talk about. Um, and that's how people, because again, if we're remembering 25% of it and, you know, you, you really want to have things that are distilled, that are repeated, that are clear uh, to make it much easier and hopefully you remember much more than 25%. I'm sure those that you're listening right now and you're, and you're going to remember 100% of my podcast. There you go. Okay. So I'm going to teach you how to be a rock star listener. And it's really so you can create those happy, connected relationships you've been craving. And again, it's going to help you everywhere. So that's what we're doing today. So, you know, if you picture yourself in a conversation, you know, picture yourself in a conversation, the best listening has a few components or a few steps. So you can have a positive, fruitful experience. And so I'm going to walk you through the five steps first, and then we're going to go into some general rules and, and what to pay attention to when you do speak. So let's get into the steps right now. So, and I'll have these steps on a handy dandy, uh, handout for you along with, um, you know, just some other suggestions that I'm not mentioning right now, like just some other little things that you can have. So you can download those here on the podcast, uh, episode abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast episode 72. And uh, you can just download these, you know, you got to put in your email. But again, if you're already on my list, you're not going to get multiple emails. And if if you don't want emails, um, you can just unsubscribe in the next thing that comes. It's although I don't know why you'd want to because I send fabulous stuff and I, I send one thing a week with my little weekly newsletter uh, talking about, you know, some teacher talking about my life or whatever, but people seem to find it interesting. Uh, and I do my best to really make it worth your while to read, you know, have a quick read every week and just be reminded of good things so you can have a great week. But again, you can always unsubscribe. Again, I don't know why you'd want it. All right. So, <laughs> but you can get this little handout little uh, at the at the end. So I'm going to say them now, but if you're driving or something, you don't have to worry about writing them down. Um, you can have them in a pretty way later. All right. The five steps to great listening. Step one, set the scene. So you need time and you need to be distraction free. So setting the scene is so important. So Number one, set it to be as distraction-free as possible. Do not, do not, you know, be having a, a conversation with the kids running around or, uh, you know, if you have little babies, it should be during nap time, not, you know, during a time when they're doing, when you're doing other things with them. Uh, it You're not at work also typing on your computer or doing anything else or having people in and out of your office. You really want to be distraction-free. And that it sort of links to the second piece of setting up the scene, which is your, your timing, the when. Effective listening requires this concentrated time. It doesn't require hours and hours. You don't have to set aside hours for a conversation, but you have to make sure you have time and you're not rushed. Or you, you could table it to another time. It's fine. You can say to someone, you know, I've got 15 minutes to give you like wholeheartedly, full on. And if for some reason that doesn't do it, you know, we can make, make another time. Uh, don't talk late at night after a long day. I, you know, gosh, people do this all the time. Well, I don't want to go to bed mad. Go to bed mad. 
I don't talk at, when you're exhausted. <laughs> you're probably hungry. Uh, you're angry. Oy, uh, I talk about halt a lot. H-A-L-T. Never get too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And usually people have all of those and they're having a big, deep conversation at two in the morning. It's just not a good idea ever. So, uh, you know, take a little something to help you fall asleep and <laughs> go to sleep and be fresh in the morning. Trust me, half the stuff you were mad about, you won't even be mad about anymore. And uh, the other half you can actually talk about in a sane, productive way. So uh, do that. And then uh, again, have enough time, you know, that you really want to have time to talk, but don't have too much time. I think you should have a time limit. Don't talk for five hours about something. It's too hard to listen for that long and it's not productive. I'm telling you right now, if you've ever been in a, in a meeting for four hours or something, you know what I'm talking about at work. Those are not productive at a certain point. You need breaks. You need time away. You need to rest your brain. <clears throat> so when couples are having really big conversations, um, and they, they'll come into my office and say, oh, we talked for three hours the other night. I'm like, really? Three hours? I just, I'm not saying it can never work. I'm saying it's not a common thing to work. So, so try not to go there. It's just too much. You're, you, and usually you're just repeating. You're going on and on and on about the same thing and just repeating things. And so you're not getting anywhere. Okay. So that's step one. Set the scene. Be, look at your timing and be as distraction-free as possible. Step two is, uh, you know, the whole check yourself before you wreck yourself. Step two is just that. Check in with yourself. Be fully present in your own mind and body. Just do a little quick check-in. I, you know, I call this often, right, this quick, quick pause of just being in the moment. How are you feeling anxious? Are you scared to have this conversation? Is there tightness in your chest? Are you eager to have the conversation? Um, are you eager in a bad way to have the conversation? Like, oh, I can't wait to tell them. Oh, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. That is, that's not a good conversation to have. That's not the time. Uh, mindfulness, in, you know, which I spent uh, a couple months ago in September. Nope, I lied. Last month, October, I spent all about self-awareness and mindfulness and how to be in the here and now. So if you want to, you can go back, listen to all those wonderful podcasts or check out my blog post, all that. But mindfulness encourages you to, uh, to be aware of the present moment, to let go of your distractions. That's the other thing mindfulness helps you do. And your physical and emotional reactions to what's being said to you. And when you're not mindful, you can actually be distracted by your own thoughts and worries and fail to see or hear what your partner or whoever is saying. Uh, you, you don't even see what they're doing or hear what they're saying. So being mindful is super important. So just step two is just check in with yourself. It just takes a second, literally a few seconds. I won't say one second, but maybe five seconds, depending on how long you do it. 15 seconds? I don't know. It doesn't take a long time. Check in with yourself and just notice where you are and try to really uh, bring that in. And then that actually brings us very naturally to step three which is to set intention. And folks know I call setting intention the 18 second pause because I've timed it, it takes 18 seconds. Uh, I will link to um, a whole thing I did on setting intention so that I don't wanna spend the whole time here. But basically you're going to be uh, just stopping, checking in with you, doing that check in with yourself and then noticing where everything is and then you're gonna set an intention for how you want the conversation to go, whatever's about to happen. So you might set an intention to listen well, 
to be patient, uh, to uh, to to really focus, to give a hundred percent of your attention. You might set an intention to be kind, to be gentle, to be thoughtful. Uh, you might set an intention to only ask questions and to not make any statements. You might, do you see this? You might set an intention to be of service. Any of those things uh, is what you're doing. You're just setting that intention. It's like a goal and it helps your brain focus and stay directed during the conversation. It works really great. And to know what intention you want to set, you want to ask yourself the question, what's my end game? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You want to have that fully formed in your mind first. If your end game is that you're feeling hurt, so you want to have this conversation so you can hurt your partner or have revenge or piss them off or show them how right you are, then guess what? Your end game isn't so great because what's going to happen? You know, what if someone's end game was that with you? You would not be having a great conversation. You would certainly not be listening well. And so the communication would be completely broken down. So you have to really think about that. What's my end game? Well, at the end, I really want to, most people have the same thing. They want to feel connected. They want to feel at ease. They want to feel joyful. They want to feel happy. They want to feel relieved. They want to feel, you know, but connection is usually at the cornerstone of that. And how can you feel connected if you're, <laughs> if you're coming from fear? Fear-based emotions do not result in connection. That's the end of the story. So when you do that check-in, check yourself before you wreck yourself in step two, notice if you're in fear-based emotions or in love-based emotions. I talk about these a lot. You, you, you know about them. So uh, if you're in anger, fear, rage, disappointment, resentfulness, overwhelm, dissatisfaction, uh, annoyance, hate, any jealousy, if you're in any of that, you're in fear-based stuff and the conversation is not going to go well. So you got to get over to the love-based stuff. You got to get over to the compassion and the kindness and the gentleness and the gratitude and the appreciation and the love. Got to get over there if you want to have a great end game in the conversation. Okay. That's step three. Step four, focus. Focus. Squirrel. Squirrel. Shiny thing. So... <laughs> You need to be attentive. The other person has 100% of your attention, 100%. You are actively thinking about what they're saying. You're actively listening. You're a it's, an action. it's an active state 
It is not a passive state to be listening well, to be effectively listening. It is not passive, it is active. You're you're they're saying things and you're thinking and you're, you know, and you're actually going into step five, which I wanted to share right now, which is where you're evaluating how you're feeling and responding to what's being said. So it's active. So you're noticing your partner says something and like, ooh, that made me really upset, or oh, that, oh, I feel relieved, or whatever it is. And you're noticing it because you're because you've checked in with yourself and you've said this intention and you're right there. So because all that is happening, you're in a really good place and that makes all the difference. So from there, you're feeling uh, your feelings, whatever they are, but you're able to calm yourself and come back and have appropriate responses. And by appropriate, I mean healthy, connecting, love-based responses. And so that but giving 100% of your attention, your focus is really, really important. So do not have your phone out. I don't care if it's down in front of you. It does not matter. I've talked before about this. I have a whole podcast on fubbing, right? The whole thing I do on that, and I'll actually link to that again in the show notes, but when that's the whole thing when you're using your phone and it's distracting. And there's a lot of great research on this. And again, I don't want to spend our time here, but uh, you you actually, people feel, let, the research shows people feel less connected in a conversation if a phone is even out, even out, even if it's sitting upside down. And I, I say it to people all the time when I have them in my office, like if I, I'll pick up my cell phone and go, if I was just sitting here in the office with you and I was holding this, just holding it, wasn't looking at it, <laughs> didn't, it would feel weird, right? It feels weird. You can, it's like, why is that person out their phone? It's because you're, you're signaling that the phone is more important than the person you're having a conversation with. Of course, I have to have it out just in case, just in case something could happen that's more important than what we're talking about, and I'm going to have to turn it over and look. Uh, so don't have it out. Do not have it present. Don't have it buzzing 100% of your attention. And then again, that step five is you're evaluating how you're feeling and responding to what's being said. So there you go. There's your steps one through five. Set the scene. Be time and you know, have enough time and be distraction free. Step two, check yourself before you wreck yourself, check in with yourself. Step three is setting that intention. Step four is focus, right? Give them 100% of your attention. And step five is evaluating how you're feeling and responding to what's being said from, you know, in that really clear way. And so it's those steps and, and you're sort of doing them kind of all together in a way, right? They really flow with each other. Okay. Now I want to go into your general rules for being great listeners, just three of them I have. And then I'm going to talk about what, when you do speak, what you need to be doing. Just And there's, again, just a few things I want to highlight. So your general rules for bring, being a great listener. Number one, one of my favorites, listen like you're wrong. Notice I that I didn't, I didn't die over here. I gave you some space to listen to that. <laughs> listen like you're wrong. Be curious. When you listen like you're wrong, it's a whole different way that you're approaching the conversation, especially when there's a disagreement. And you're thinking, if I was wrong about this, what would I be hearing differently? And it's a very interesting way to be in a conversation. At the very least, be curious. Be curious. I love this person. Why are they having this response? What am I missing here? What aren't I hearing? What else do I need to know to understand this better? Those kinds of things. That's being curious in the conversation. Because if you're having such different points of view, when you start really being curious, you start having different results. Okay. That's the first general rule. Second is to listen without judgment. It's, I'm taking a breath. It's hard 
to listen without judgment truly. But as best you can, notice when the other person is talking, if you're judging it, well, that's stupid. Well, ugh, everybody knows that, or they shouldn't feel that. They don't need to do that. They're overreacting, blah, blah, blah. All this judgment, all these things we tell ourselves about what the other person is doing, thinking, or saying, or feeling get in the way. You cannot read their mind. You have to, again, listen like you're wrong. So if you're wrong, it means that they're not overreacting and they're they're not being too much and they're, <laughs> they're not being over the top or whatever. Just listen without judgment and without judgment for yourself too. Uh, sometimes we sit there going, oh, what's wrong with me? Why did I say that? Oh, here we go again. Uh, whatever it is, tr- just let that all go and just be in the moment. If you're doing steps one through five, you, you won't be judging. Um, if you're doing the five steps I just said, but if you're not and you get off track, you'll notice yourself judging. So that's always, it's actually a good little canary in the coal mine there when you notice yourself judging to go, ooh, I got to get back to uh, whatever we were just talking about. You know, I got to get back to one of the steps of good listening. So I have to, you know, maybe I should check in with myself right now and notice how I'm reacting, notice how I'm responding. I should set intention again, you know, something that gets you kind of back in into this into those five steps. Uh, and then the last one is is simple but true. You know, be aware of your body language. Be very aware as you're talking to people um, of how your body is. So make sure you're fully facing the person. Make sure you hold eye contact as much as possible. I understand this is different in different cultures, but in general here in the United States, it's um, very important to make full eye contact, but whatever's in, uh, important and appropriate in your culture, just make sure you're honoring that. Um, be aware of, you know, crossing your arms, uh, how your face looks, <laughs> uh, if you're nodding or not, if you're shaking your head no. A lot of times you're shaking your head no while they're talking. You don't even realize you're doing it. It's, it's It ain't good. That means you're not receiving what they're saying. So be very aware and try really hard to have a relaxed posture, which means make sure that your shoulders are down and notice where your tongue is in your mouth. If, if it's in a tense posture up on the top of your mouth or if it's more relaxed in your mouth. These are all ways you can really tell, but definitely lower those shoulders. Ah, take that nice deep breath, get that vagus nerve going, and really focus in on uh, what's being said and what's happening in the moment with your with this other person, and really have as open and relaxed of a body posture as you possibly can, because it really makes a big difference. Okay, so those are my general rules for being a great listener. And then finally, before we end, I want to talk about when you do speak, some things to keep in mind because, you know, got to have some of those. All right. So first is uh, definitely ask questions to clarify meaning. Be sure that you understand. Be sure you understand what's happening. So, you know, one of those before you start making statements. So before you start giving a response or saying what you think or coming back, you know, reflect back first what, you know, what I heard you saying is. So if I was going to summarize what you were saying, you know, what I heard was, uh, or what I, what I experienced is, or whatever wording you like to use, but say it back. So you're saying blah, 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 right? So, so what I'm hearing is that the big problem is X, uh, whatever it is, ask it back as a question. Make sure, reflect back so that whatever your response is, is responding to the right thing. 
We waste a lot of time in conversations talking about stuff that doesn't matter because <laughs> it is not what the person meant. And you know how frustrating that is. You've been on the other side. It's not what you meant, yet they keep harping on it. And you're like, I didn't even say that. <laughs> Why are we still talking about it? So uh, reflect back first. The second thing is don't interrupt. Stop interrupting. I think I, I was reading somewhere where I think someone called it being a sentence grabber, where, <laughs> you know, when you're so sure what they're going to say, so you're trying to kind of hurry them along. And so you sort of jump in, you're saying things. Um, and I, 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 I do notice myself doing this sometimes in therapy sessions. I always have to be careful. Uh, I have someone maybe who talks really slow um, or who is just sitting with their thoughts, you know, longer. And it's totally fine. And so I have to just make sure I'm really checked in and that I'm just waiting and making sure they're having a full response before I respond. Um, so sometimes in the beginning of a relationship with someone, before I kind of understand all their cadences and stuff, I, I find myself interrupting. And then as I get to know them, I'm like, oh God, I got to shut up. They're, they take longer to do this or whatever. So uh, really be aware of not interrupting. And if you can check in before you respond, it's great to ask. Ask the question, are you ready for some feedback? You know, did you want me to respond to that piece or no? Or where was that? Or is now a good time to talk about X or anything like that? To sort of just check in to see if your feedback is warranted or elicited, is wanted. Uh, these are really important things. Um, and then making sure that no matter what, you're not interrupting as they're talking, that you're hearing the full thought. And so you can even ask sometime, um, and I've asked in session, like, okay, is that, are you done with that thought? Because I had some, I had some thoughts about it, um, but I want to make sure you're, you're finished talking, that kind of thing. Uh, and this just goes into don't, don't, don't assume you know what the other person is going to say. Slow down. We're not in a rush. We, if, if we can't finish the conversation today, we'll do it another time. <laughs> and then uh, lastly, well, I shouldn't say lastly, I'm going to give one other one, which I talk about all the time. But uh, well, let me do that first. Remember not to sack. Don't offer suggestions, give advice or criticize, right? I say that a lot. Don't, don't do it. Don't do those. Remember that when you do speak, don't go there. And then the last piece though is don't rehearse what you're going to say. You can't listen fully if you're doing that. If, if you're really, sometimes I'm really worried I'm going to forget something in a conversation and I'll write it down. And I'll just say to the person, you know what, I, I want to keep listening, but I have to write down, I have to write this point down or I'll forget. In session, it's really easy because I have my notes out. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm making notes usually when people are talking to me. Um, not always, but sometimes I have like my little, well, I always have a little piece of paper out, my little note thing out and a pen. So I do make a note if someone's saying something I want to circle back to, but I don't want to interrupt their flow. I just make a quick bullet point about it. And if you're, so do that if you're, and you can do it in a personal conversation too. And I have done it in personal conversations. Uh, I've just had a little note. Sometimes in personal conversations, I've gone in with notes. <laughs> I've gone in with bullet points because it's something that's really upsetting to me I, that I think I'm going to forget all my little points or all my little facts. <laughs> and often I don't even look at the paper or I look, but I don't go over everything because I realize that a lot of it wasn't important. Um, really when we're sitting in the conversation, but it, it calmed me to know I had it, it, to know I had everything written and that it just sort of helped me stay present, stay focused because I wasn't worried I was going to forget something. So, uh, but don't rehearse, 
you know, really listen fully and uh, just be in that moment and trust that if it's important enough, you'll certainly remember. <clears throat> okay. So when you truly listen, when you truly listen, when you, when you follow these steps, the biggie is that your fear response will diminish. So you'll be able to retain information. That's what's so great when you do the things I've outlined here and remember what was said so much better, but also hear, again, you're really listening, not just hearing, you're listening to what's truly being said and you're having an interactive conversation. Uh, even if you're not saying a lot, it's still interactive because of the listening is an active thing. Uh, and you're going to find that your communication goes way up. And most importantly, that means your connection, your ease, your happiness go way up. So that's it for today. Remember to uh, come on by the website, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 72. And you can get your five steps to great listening with some other little tips and tools in there. Uh, as always, I'm so happy you're here with me. We're going to be moving into all kinds of cool stuff um, in our next month. So I can't wait to share. Oh, i got so much good stuff coming up. Uh, coming up. Uh, that's it for today. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.